your favorite fat boys. What's up, everybody? It's your favorite fat boy, Jerron. Stefan, a.k.a. Mayhem, a.k.a. Mr. Offensive Tweet, a.k.a. Oh, damn, I guess this is canceled now. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> we had a nice run. <laughs> oh. Well, you know, our 30-something subscribers are going to be disappointed. No, they won't. <laughs> You're right, they won't. So today we're going to talk about the uh, topic of cancel culture. And, you know, saying inappropriate things on the internet and why people get offended by them. Right. I mean, first and foremost, before we go into cancel culture, I'm going to just say cancel culture is not a goddamn thing. Explain how so. So it's the idea that, you know, you say something offensive and, you know, the whole concept of cancel culture is mainly coming from comedians Mm -hmm. complaining about backlash for the shit they say. But let's... Look at any prime example of, you know, like a Dave Chappelle who says some very trite shit about the LGBT community and still has sold out shows and $50 million contract deals with Netflix. He ain't getting canceled. No, he's not. He's not. And and, and so many others who, you know, big <laughs> comedians who say a lot of offensive shit and they ain't getting canceled. Bill Burr says offensive shit all the time. He does. He ain't getting canceled. He's still doing shows. He's still on talk shows, making tons of money. Where's the cancellation? Well, I think it's the cancel. I think it's the idea of maybe cancel somebody or maybe silencing their voice to a certain extent. So I mean, like take like uh, I don't know. He's I don't know. He's a good example, but Louis C.K. He didn't say anything necessarily inappropriate. But he was doing inappropriate stuff. Yeah, I mean that's a completely different situation. True. So he 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 in his stand up when he recently got back on on doing stand up he said that um you know he lost like almost like thirty million that year. Yeah, he might have lost thirty million that year, but how many other how many more million did he make? True. That's it again, and this a this is a it said it seems to me like we're conflating cancel culture or you know with consequences. Right. Because that's what it is. It's like comedians complaining about there being consequences about the shit that they say. Right. But they're a comedian. Their job is to poke fun and stuff. If you get offended, then and not not to say, oh, well, but... See, that's the thing about it. Somebody's always going to be offended. This isn't something new. Right. And people like being offended. That's why these, you know, these really offensive comics still have sold out shows. People still like offensive jokes. Yeah. But here's the thing, and I will say this to the end of time. I don't care what kind of ist you are, misogynist, racist, sexist, whatever the ist is, if you're funny, people will give you a pass. So if you uh, say some racist shit and you find that you get a lot of backlash for it, and it's a, a racist ass joke and you're getting a lot of backlash for it, it probably just wasn't fucking funny. So let's, let's go into our example of uh, Shane Gillis. Right. So Shane Gillis was, he's, he's a comedian. He was hired, uh, to be part of the new, the, be part, be a cast member of the new season of SNL. But before 
he even like recorded a skit or any episode, he was fired because they brought up like some offensive. I don't say I don't think it was tweets, but a podcast he had, he had some offensive remarks regarding being homophobic and racist. So they let him go. Right. <laughs> See, and here's the thing about that: people saying you know they're getting offended over jokes. I watched the clips of the podcast. Them some weird jokes. I was waiting for the punchline. I was waiting for the build up. Right, right. He just said some racist shit about Asians. And then, it, and it'll be different if this was like, you know, some shit that he said, I don't know, five, six, seven years ago. This was last year. Ooh. A year ago. Mm. So you take with that with, you know, what you will. So, first and foremost, we as a culture, I mean, well, it's the newer generation. They're going to have to decide how far back can you go and still punish somebody for some shit they say. Because granted, I will say that I don't want some average Joe getting his life destroyed and his livelihood destroyed because of some shit he said when he was 13. Yeah, I get that. If you're like in your early 20s, a teenager, and you said some fucked up shit on Twitter or whatever, that should be held account. That shit, you should be, you should be held accountable for those things. But I think right. the, I think you get a, get the person not so far in the future that yeah. it ruins your life. Yeah, absolutely. So again, we as a culture, and it's going to be the newer generation because they're growing up in a world where privacy is no longer a thing. Yeah. So personal privacy is no longer a thing. Everybody has a camera. Everybody is tweeting and recording and uploading everything that they do every minute of their goddamn life. So we, as a culture, and the younger generation are going to have to decide how far back is acceptable to tag flag somebody on some shit they say. Yeah, I think a year a, a year removed is not long enough to say that person might have grown from right. that, from the, from those. Uh, Which the, in the case of Shane, Shane McGillis, <laughs> a fucking year ago. Yeah, so cause I saw I saw some some stand up he did that was like floating around on uh, Facebook, and he talked about you know. He had some black joke in there, but wasn't like nothing like fancy. He was talking about a black person, like somebody he knew. And I didn't find nothing fancy. I, 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 I thought it was decent. It was funny. But I mean, like, I've seen some of his stuff, and for me, he just wasn't that funny. Yeah. And I think part of the reason that uh, SNL, I mean, they even came out and said it, that they were even hiring him was because he was more conservative and they wanted to get more conservative viewership. Is that they wanted to increase their viewership, increase their money. That was the only reason he was getting hired in the first place. Yeah, I, that's, I read that too. So I like, okay, that makes sense. They're trying to bring in an audience. Right. You know, and because increase their revenue, increase their money. Right. It's a, it's a business at the end of the day. So. Um, I mean, and then you had people sticking up for him as well, saying, you know, like, oh, well, you know, you shouldn't get offended by it, but if it's something that is damaging enough, and then again, he, he, sh- he shouldn't be hired for the job. It's like, in, in the thing, I mean, private companies do have the right. If, if you are messing with their bottom line, they have the right to let you go. Say, freedom of speech is not freedom of consequences. That people need to understand that. And yeah. That's exactly what it is. It's a consequence. And a lot of times when I see this cancel culture thing is these big comedians complaining about consequences for the shit that they say. Right. And I think also you have to understand that well, people should understand that when you're in a comedy show, anything is off. Anything is on limits. No, no, off limits. So you got to understand that. If you get offended, then I don't want to say, oh, well, sorry, but maybe you should look at, maybe you should maybe understand what, you know, what, 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 what is making you offended by it? Yeah, I mean, and even still, again, these people, these more offensive comics, they still sell out shows. People yeah. still, as much as people will scream about, you know, oh, I'm offended, 
we got to look at what's the population of people who are offended. Because right now, I mean, the internet gives everybody a voice. A lot of times, it's just the vocal minority who are extremely vocal about being offended, so people react to it. Mm-hmm. But it's not really a lot of people. Because again, like you know, taking go back to Dave Chappelle and you know his jokes about the the LGBTQ community, which is, I mean, the one joke that he did, which I just thought wasn't funny because I done heard it in many, so many goddamn times when he talk about transgender and it's like, you know what, what if I just one day felt like being insert thing that's something com- random and completely different. Right. You know, an Apache helicopter or, or Dave Chappelle was <laughs> a Chinese man. Right. It's a tired joke. It's it's not funny. So if somebody wanted to get offended by that, yeah, it's just, just not funny. Get offended by not being funny. <laughs> right. Not by making a point and it is and funny. See, and then the thing about it is is that this is not something that's new. I mean, comedians have been complaining about the sensitivity of the public for fucking as long as there's been comedy. That that's very, very I true. I mean, fucking Mel Brooks, Lisa Lampanelli, get any offensive comment. They've been complaining about the sensitivity of the PC culture for fucking years. Yeah, yet they still tell jokes though. Or oh, they still write they still write work in Hollywood, they still tell jokes. So I mean, well, with the exception of like Lisa Lampanelli, like she like retired from doing comedy and she's like doing like a life coaching and and like counseling type stuff because she's mm-hmm. like looking at like the world and and looking back at her past self and saying like, yeah, you know what, I was spitting a lot of vitriol. Because a, a lot mm-hmm. of a lot of comedians wanna be stuck in one way. You Jokes have to evolve with the culture. Right. Because culture is ever evolving. So nobody wants to be stuck back and, you know, want to go back to the good old days. Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> so if your jokes can't evolve with the culture, then you probably should find a new profession. I can understand that. I can, I can definitely expect her, you know, evolving and, you know, finding a new purpose in life. You know, instead of just, you know, doing the same old, you know, spitting out rigmarole. Right. So, I mean... I, I'm I'm not one to say that comedians should get a pass for saying offensive shit, but your offensive shit better be funny. I think I, I agree with that. I don't. Yeah, I think like <clears throat> a lot. Uh, we've we've heard a lot of shit like "Ooh, you know, done that," but we also laugh behind because it is funny, right? You know, now if it's like you said, it's funny. We give it a pass. So I mean, I, if you say a bunch of racist jokes all the time and they just not funny, maybe you're just a racist. That too. So if somebody gets offended by it. Maybe you should probably take an introspective look at yourself. Right. You look at look at Family Guy. That's a they always say some racist stuff in there a lot of times. But it's hitting hitting well, say hit is out there with humor. Right. So So again, I said regardless of whatever your ist is, as long as you're funny, people will give you a pass. So are we gonna give a pass to Gina Rodriguez? Because she said the N word of the day and that blew that had black Twitter all up in the uproar. I don't Twitter even period. understand it. When you, I, I, one, I hadn't heard about it until you presented it to me. And then when I looked at it, she was singing a Fuji song. The word nigga is in the song. Right. So to put it in perspective for everybody out there. So Gina Rodriguez, the actor on, uh, made the lead role in uh, Jane the Virgin. If y'all ever watched that, I didn't. Um, she said, well, CW, um, she was singing the Fuji song and said nigga in the song and was very, very harmless. Like she's singing a song that a lot of people know. Right. You know, and she's like, she's like, she apologized about it. She's like, you know, it's a song I grew up on, something I knew as a kid. And, you know, she was singing along. That's all she was doing. And she was getting her hair done. So I don't know if I'm talking about a Latino hairdresser or a black hairdresser. I mean, it's irrelevant. Yeah. But, you know, she's on the song and then she apologized for it. A lot of people didn't like the apology. 
you can take that. Um, I mean, yeah, I, I can understand because you know she apologized for people. You know, if you got offended, that's always a cop out apology. Yeah, I mean, at that point, just don't apologize at all. Yeah, but the thing about it is, is that you know you you presented like you know you know she Latino, she can't say that word, but when could Latinos not? Say that word. So well, let's go down the list of Latinos who has said the word. I mean, like every Latino rapper, Cardi B, Big Pun, Fat Joe, Noriega. We could just go down and down the list. They say the word nigga. Cause I mean, the last time I checked, the people who were oppressing black folks and calling them derogatory uh, names and creating derogatory stereotypes in the early ages of the building of the American nation were of Hispanic origin. But that's just me. Right. I can remember listening to Fat Joe's music and Noriega and they saying nigga. And not and, and like they 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 we know they of are, you know, their the Hispanic culture. But like them saying that I didn't get offended by it, nor that I really care. That you know, I'm like, well shit, you know, I'm pretty sure the white men don't load Hispanic nigga, black nigga, whatever. You a nigga. Like my my thing about it is, is like at that point when we, you know, the people jumping down Gina Rodriguez's throat for saying a word that's in a song. Who one who gets a pass, and two, if we don't want other people saying the word, why are we putting it in songs that go, you know, that we want to go mainstream, that want to reach a broad audience? Because that's what's popular. Saying nigga is cool, is it? It gotta it, it to I think to other to other races in a sense, it gotta be for them to you know want to sing the song. And I, I I like your point about. I, mean, I don't know if that's just a you know nigga is cool. It's just it's a cool song. It just happens to have the word nigga in it. That too, that too. You know, I like your, I like your point about you know you shouldn't put you shouldn't put that word in the song if you want to go mainstream because these kids, these white kids, whoever these kids are, they are not black. They are going to these concerts. They are listening to this music and buying it. Right, and the word is there, and they're saying it. And when they when they singing the song with you, listening to you singing the song with you, they're saying the word because it's right there. Right, it becomes just a part of the vocabulary. And so I mean, so again, who do we give a pass to to use the word? I mean, I'm I'm cool with the Hispanics not you know saying it. Just the Hispanics, yeah. Oh, nobody else. Yeah, I mean, well, he said, "Well, so we look at the spectrum. As soon as you start to get further away from brown, you can't use the word." Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Asians and white people, you out. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, I, I can't, I can't say that because you know I told you about this girl that I used to talk to a, a few years back. She grew up in the hood in Baltimore. Lived in a black neighborhood. Damn near exclusively dated black guys. Mm-hmm. And one day we're talking and she's talking about her baby daddy. And she's like, and let me tell you what this nigga did. And the, the first thing I is like, mm. she just she was just so comfortable saying nigga right in front of this black man. Right. Then I started to think about it. And then she was talking. I was like, well, she didn't grow up in Baltimore in the hood around black folks. And then she's like, and, and guess what else this nigga did? And I'm like, yeah, what did this nigga do? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so I mean, she's one with the culture. Can she get a pass? Yeah, she yeah, she she, she do get a pass. So I guess we gotta do this then. If you want to say the word nigga, you got to submit an application. We gotta do a background <laughs> to check caucus. to the black caucus. We gotta check. We got, we gotta do a we gotta run a background check. We gotta see. We gotta check your thir- your thoroughness of rap songs or hip hop history. Can you come to the cookout? We gotta check all that. <laughs> right. You you don't make that retarded ass potato salad with the raisins in it. Damn. <laughs> No grips in that shit either. 
So and then after your application is reviewed, we will come back to you with a verdict on whether or not you can say the word nigga. I Most think- applications will not get through. <laughs> It's a three or six month process. To be I mean, because again, for me, the use of the word nigga, it's more, it's more so about context than it is about the word. Because I can look at you and say, yeah, that's my nigga right there. Or I can look at you and say, this cheap nigga. <laughs> context matters. Yeah, context, I, yeah, I, I'm a firm believer in that. Context is everything. I, I've heard white people say, I've heard, I've heard white people say nigga. And I've heard white people say nigga. And I think it's in the, one is in the context, but also two, does that person who is saying it, like I guess you guys see, look at the upbringing. Like I said, you look. Right, I mean, yeah, is it coming from a you know from a racist background? Is it meant to be a derogatory racist term? I mean, shit, I call damn near everybody nigga. Because for me, if I'm calling you nigga, I tend to be using it as an insult. <laughs> I mean, I, uh, one guy that I know, and you know, he was a white guy, and he was saying he was talking. I was like nigga, and he was like, what? I'm white. I was like. You being white don't stop you from being a nigga. Right. You're doing some dumb shit. <laughs> You're doing some dumb shit. So again, for for me, if I'm calling if I'm directly calling you nigga, I'm insulting you. So you don't no matter what your complexion is, you can still be a nigga. Right. I guess the best I guess the best thing about well the best policy to go about it is if you're afraid you're gonna offend someone, don't say it at all. Right. The N word anyway. Um that you know, is as like it's Spanish, Latinos I don't see, like you said, Spanish Harlem and Harlem. They they inter- they right next door to each other. They intermingle. So I'm pretty sure those that live there are, you know, they they say the N word all the time. That's their that's part that's their part of their culture. Right. Again, like I said, and you know, the white girl that I used to deal with, she grew up in the hood of Baltimore, right. surrounded not, not by Dundalk. black folks. No, no, not Dundalk. The hood in Baltimore. The hood surrounded by black folks that who. Use the, the word nigga constantly. That was just a part of her culture, a part of her vocabulary. And we to tell her because her skin complexion that we had to deny the culture that she was brought up in. But no, I get that because I, I know I went to school with um, white kids and Asian kids, and they they would be so immersed in our culture that they I don't say they felt comfortable saying nigga. They might have did in their own time. Who knows? But they 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 they, they, they got they got they got into the culture so of hip hop and whatever else of, of that and. You know they listen to the music, so they gonna feel it. They, you know, they look at they've been around us all the time, so they comfortable. They identify with us more than they probably with their own people. So, right. If it happened to come up, be like, well, I should, I known this nigga for a long time, so go ahead now. You know. Yeah, I mean, I've I've given several white folks a pass. I'm like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, I, I mean, I won't get offended by your use of the term, but maybe somebody else will. And I mean, I guess it's just like with anything, any type of navigation, you got to realize. Where you are in the situation you're in. Exactly. So, I think, too, we also in a really weird time and space where you can see Gina Gina singing this song. And it's a Fuji song. She doesn't mean any harm by it. But people are like, you shouldn't say that word at all. And I and I understand somebody saying that. Right. Yeah, but to say, like, but, but to trash her, to right. me, is, like, not necessary because it's, like, you see, you see what contest is in. It's not like she's arguing with a black person and said, oh, you nigga, you ain't shit. Da 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 da. She's in a song, right? And it wasn't like she's got like extra with like nigga in the song. She's going with the flow of the song. So like, turn to her black hairdresser, nigga. Right. Take it easy. <laughs> <laughs> then they'd be like, hold up, bitch. This ain't for you, right? I mean, you know, then throw up a fit. And I think also too, I think it's just a disdain that some black people hold against her. 
because it's a a video clip of her. Um, I was talking about the other day, like, I don't know how long this was ago, but an uh, interviewer was interviewing her and another black woman about a movie they were in. And was asking about the, uh, uh, you know, the black women not getting paid enough right. in Hollywood. And she said, and she jumped in the concert, like, you know, like, you know, women don't get paid that much either. And a lot of people were like, wait a minute, like, it's not about you. But they, I understand, I understand Latino or women, period. But it was, it was a direct question to the black woman, right. you know, about the pay disparities in, in Hollywood, but, you know, amongst black women. So they took it as, like, you know, she was trying to undercut her. It make it about women when it was about it was about See, you know, black women, and that's the weird thing that I've always uh, had taken a bit of an issue with is that whole idea of okay, this is the focus on me, even though we fighting the same fight, bitch, stay in your place. Because mm-hmm. I mean, that's the same thing like what happened during you know the early you know movement of of the suffragist movement for women to get the right to vote. I mean, it was all of these white women. You know, standing up like, yeah, we want to give women the right to vote, uh, the right to vote, and then black women, it was like, no, you black, <laughs> stay. So I'm like, well, you know, why, why we want to sit people on the side who fighting the same fight as us? We all fighting the same enemy. Why the hell do I not want to include you? Because I want the focus to only be on me. We right. fighting the same enemy. Uh, that's that's a great point. That's a really really great point. And you know that, that we on the same boat. Let's get it together, not separate. Right. That's probably a bad analogy. You just forget that, but you get what I'm saying. <laughs> so, yeah. So, I mean, so getting getting upset with her because she, you know, saying that, okay, yeah, you asked the black woman, but she's like, okay, well, Latinos ain't getting paid a lot either. You can ask me the same question. Yeah, getting mad at her. Today. It's like, hey, we fighting the same fight. Why are we getting pissed off at each other? For- I, feel, I feel like people get mad about the littlest things. And not and it, may, it might be a... a a reason to be upset, but I think it's taken out of context. Like, I mean, I, mean, well, I, I think not, she, I think I have no problem with speaking up for her, herself in her, in her community. Maybe it was just the wrong, I mean, the time was right, all wrong. I mean, it could have been a time issue. I didn't see the clip, so I don't know. Right, I think, I think it's more so just the timing, uh, the timing of it, you know, and I think it's kind of like, you know, you can piggyback and add to it, you know, Latino women as well. Da, 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 da. But I think the timing of it was all so, Yeah, and, and the whole idea about this being like a cancer culture, outrage culture, this kind of shit isn't new. No. This has been the thing in human history since humans were able to communicate with each other. <laughs> oh, you did some shit I don't like? Well, I'm going to make sure that when you were in an awkward situation, I'm going to bring it up. Oh, that, people love being petty. <laughs> That's just the way of human nature. So to, to say like this, the only difference is, is that now that everybody has a platform and everybody is so interconnected that we can all. So if I get mad at you and somebody else get mad at you, we can all group together and be mad at you together. Right. All it takes is one. So it's it's no different than it's ever been. Only difference is is that everybody has a platform now. <coughs> right. Everybody can you know, on that Twitter. For better or for worse. Yeah. Everybody get on the Twitter and they can say, I hate this person. Or, I don't like this person say, or they offended me. Like they were blowing up um Kevin Hart for uh trash him before uh he him and he had a he was like a, not an interview, but he was on a show called A Shot that LeBron James has mm-hmm. and they had him, some other people and Lord Nas X. So Lord Nas X came out. Um, before the show, he came out and said he was gay. And they were talking about that. And the way Kevin had said, you know, so what? You're gay. Who cares? People got offended by saying that. By him saying that. And like, oh, he's trying to undermine him coming out. Like, they don't understand. He doesn't understand how, how powerful it is for him to come out. I mean, the thing about it is, is that 
I mean, we're not at that point, but we kind of honestly really should be at the point where somebody coming out of the closet is like, okay, yeah, nigga, it's Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, we, we, I mean, we're not at that point, but honestly, we really should be at right. this point. I, and I, I, when I thought about it, I was like, you know, I, if somebody said, to me, I, I've had, I have gay friends, but it, I, they never came out to me and said they were gay. Like it was something that was already understood and known. So I was, I was thinking like, what they came, what if somebody came to me and say, hey, I'm gay? What I say, I don't care. Is that hurtful to them? Would he want some more, more supportive response? I mean, I've had people come out to me, and and then my my response was okay. <laughs> and and they appreciated it that I didn't you know make a big deal out of it. Yeah, I yeah because if you, you you know cool great fine I still love you I you know, I'm still support you I think I think I think that is still that in, in that expression itself you know not saying nothing at all is probably hurtful but I don't think nobody's going I don't hopefully nobody carries it like that so I mean again like I said I mean we're not there but we should be at the point where somebody coming out of the closet is like oh and the sun is up today <laughs> too. Right, it shouldn't be a big deal, but today it's still a big deal, and we understand why. So, yeah. So, like I said, you know, for the life of me, people who are screaming about cancel culture, cancel culture is not a thing. Outrage culture is not a thing. That's just society. If you're upset, you might have a reason to be upset, but I would say just don't take it out of context or look at what look at the context is in, and then make the call from there. Yeah. Again, context matters. Context. Regardless of you know how upset you are about what somebody says, context matters. Yes. So get your panties out a bunch. I mean, that's all I got to say. Uh, you know, I don't think no more to say about that. You know, people are going to get mad when they want to get mad about. They have the platform. It's easy to do vocal, be vocal about what you happy, what you're mad about. And a lot of times, what I see on Twitter is that people will show this thread of whatever's going on, like whether it be a funny video or something that people are mad about. And then you'll see like a tweet down. Since you're here, follow my YouTube page. Since you're here, listen to my SoundCloud page. So it's like you're doing this just to generate traffic. I mean, when I ain't mad at traffic, it. Traffic? Are you doing that? No, I ain't got time well, for all that. that. <laughs> I'm not, I ain't got time to be doing that petty bullshit. Get, get the angry folks on the page. <laughs> <laughs> if we really let off, we would have some angry niggas. <laughs> that, that ain't that a bad idea. That might not be a bad idea. <laughs> So what y'all mad about? Let me know, and I'll tweet it. Make y'all more upset. I mean, I will create a social media account just so I can piss you off. <laughs> <laughs> so, so uh, I think that's it. I think we've covered it enough, and you know, we can beat this dead horse all night. And we ain't never gonna come to any definitive conclusions, right? Y'all figure it out much yourselves. So, as always, hit us up on our Gmail account. Check us out on YouTube. Listen to us on SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Music Play. I believe iTunes is pretty much officially dead. We'll figure something else out for you, you know, you Apple users, other than <laughs> the other thing platforms that y'all can get on to. So, and that's our show. All right, peace out. Thanks for listening. Peace.